recurring dreams. Again, I'm not wearing any shoes. My feet are cold and stockinged bare. In my real life, of course, I never forget them. In my dreams, they are never, ever there. The brakes on my car are tampered. I slam down and down and then. My eyes clench at the impending crash, then startle awake, never realising the end. A slow walking figure always shadows out of reach. I shout and shout for them to turn back. My screams are muffled and muted. I never catch up. I'm pressed behind a fence, squinting through a crack. But then my father is in the kitchen, making his mint chutney. My grandmother is in India, stroking my hair. My friend is in London, smiling at my bad Norwegian. They are so real, and I can touch them, and they are there. who 
who were not so positive. And I remember one of the ner health nurses, I overheard her saying, oh, Maddie, she has really high hopes, doesn't she? And I thought, wow, you know, you shouldn't really be saying that yes. about someone. And, um, and I, then I thought to myself, actually, I do. And it sort of pushed me to yes. kind of think, I am going to have high hopes. I am going to have high sights. Um, so, and I don't know if she was saying that because she thought I was an Indian girl or because I was a girl, but I was an old girl. So that's another thing that really stands out that was, uh, that I haven't forgotten. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's how you, uh, that's how she made you feel mm. and you find a way to, you know, to take it as a, a challenge then. Yeah. But you're a dentist, so... Yeah, so then I was, I was good at science at school and because um, I think Indian parents, they often want to push you into something yeah. science or accountancy or law or medicine or... Yeah, engineering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I actually chose dentistry myself. Yes. And um, I, I wanted to be a surgeon and I actually found out that only 1% of all women at that time when I was going to medical or dental school become surgeons and I thought, okay, that's going to be a hard ride. And uh, in hindsight, maybe I could have pushed myself to, to do that, but um, I, I thought that dentistry would be more for me. You could be more independent, you can be your own boss, uh, you can make yourself quite financially independent. It's still something that I always want to help. Uh, I love networking, I've always loved that. I've been sociable ever since a, a small child. So I love to do things for the community. And so doing something in medicine was quite a natural step for me. Yes. Um, and how did you move here in, uh, in Oslo, Norway? Married in Norwegian. <laughs> yes, uh, you, met, you met here? No, so John and I, we met backpacking around the world. Both of us love traveling. So I was already a dentist and I took a year and a half off to travel. And he was a law student and he took a year off to travel. And then we met in Vietnam 23 years ago. So we had a back and forth relationship four years, back and forth over the North Sea. Right. And then, uh, <laughs> And I was of course supporting him for quite a number of years, and then he moved to London, and then we got married. You're very patient then. Yeah, no, but for me it was good because I, I was in no rush. I had I think, already decided from quite an early age that I was going to put my career first and foremost, yes. and put children and marriage later, yes. and then meeting someone who was still studying yeah. and also slightly younger was actually. The best thing that could have happened. So when you're already here in in, uh, in Osho, was it easy for you to, to adjust, or, or how was um, it? It was easy for me to get a job as a dentist, and I also taught at the dental school. So my Norwegian had to become good. It was good for my Norwegian to teach that. Mm -hmm. um, to adjust, well, in 2004, Oslo was quite different to it how it is now. It wasn't as international with so many international shops and the opera house and yeah. things like that. So coming from London, which is a huge melting pot, busy city, yes. very cultural, very diverse. Um, everyone is anonymous, nobody stands out. I felt like I stood yeah. out too much yes. here, being a tall Indian girl. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was a little bit difficult to adjust at the beginning, but I threw myself into my job. I had no choice. Yes, to, as a dentist. Yeah, right? yeah, then to, to work, so. And then, and then how, how did you came upon Businesswoman's Yeah, so after I worked for the dentist um, here, I had my first son, yeah. he's now 15. When he was one, we moved back to London for three years. When we came back, I had the twins. 
I was pregnant with twins. So then, of course, I wanted to have a couple of years off with them. And then everything had changed in Oslo. It was 2009 when they were born. So by 2011, it had become very international. And suddenly I had this huge circle of international mother friends. And international people were coming in all the time because of the recession. And I saw, you know, from living in London with a, with a small toddler, uh, how many things there were to do for children in London. Yeah. Uh, sports, uh, singing, um, baby ballet, baby yoga, and I had become a baby yoga teacher. I had trained oh. as a baby yoga teacher. So I had a, an idea to set up a business called Karma World, where I would teach baby yoga, mm -hmm. and we would do networking. So, and again, I also thought, you know, women who have children need to also be empowered. It's very, mm -hmm. also an international mom coming to a new country and having a baby. It's very, it can be very lonely. Yes. And in order to empower them, uh, they need networking. Um, and they need other people in the same position. And I saw there were no groups. There were no. There was a Facebook group, but there was no. There were no places or groups for for people to meet. Yeah. So I created that with the Karma World, and we had coffee mornings where we could meet their babies. We had babies singing. We had all these classes for them. And also, it was also for men when men started getting more permission. More yes, men started yes, yes. coming. Oh, that's so nice. And then we started getting lots of Norwegian moms and dads too, not just not just international, which is very nice. And so many people have said to me they've met their best friends at the Karma World. And uh, I bump into people in the street all the time and they say we loved coming to a Karma World then. So I ran that for five years with a business partner. Yeah, it's and been wild then. Yeah. You now you changing career because any change is it's quite scary, right? Were you yeah. scared or yeah. I think the good thing with with, with medicine and dentistry is that it's a profession and any profession really that you can go back to it. That's the big, big advantage. Yes. So there was no, there's nothing, when I took a year and a half off to go traveling, yeah. I was never worried that I was not going to be able to work yes. again when I came yeah. back. So it's, so it's a, it's a good gamble, you know, to, yeah. to, to change yeah. something. Yeah. But it worked out in the end. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. And I also think that it would have been Sort of, um, what's, what's the word? sort of a bit sad for myself if I hadn't taken the plunge to change career when I when I when I was able to. Yes. Instead of like many people who are who are scared or who don't have the courage or worried financially staying in a job that they're not happy with for many many years because they feel they have to or they can't take the plunge or can't make a decision to leave. Um, it's just easy. Yes. But they haven't had. You know, they haven't been inspired, and this is another thing with business in Oslo, they haven't had the inspiration from someone else, or the idea from someone else, yeah. or... Um, the connection. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And so I, I felt like I had to do it. It's now or never, otherwise I'll, you know... And then, Regret. <laughs> yeah, and also for me, is I don't feel like there's something... I don't feel like I want to do something for the sake of doing it. I want to do something because I really enjoy it, yeah. with a passion. You know, I was yes. the only one, actually, when I set the business up in 2012, doing baby yoga in English. I think there might have been a couple of ladies doing it in Norwegian, but no one was doing it in English. And I feel like Abby and I, with our baby yoga and our baby massage classes um, in English, paved the way for all these new, and now there are hundreds of baby yoga and baby massage classes yeah. in, uh, English. in English. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But so I, I, we feel very proud that we have. Yes. Um, because, you know, like you said, you know, there's. You were the first one who had it, but so yeah. basically for many, many years nobody thought about it. No. So that's, that's yeah. nice. And I think also because it was, all the international moms were coming 
you know, from 2007 yeah. onwards. So then suddenly there was a market. Yes. And many um, moms who, uh, women who, international women who come, especially if they come with their husband's jobs, or they're married to Norwegians, don't always um, learn Norwegian if they're not going to stay here for many years. So then they like, it's nice to have a networking, a group of where everyone is speaking one common language. And we found that, uh, that the women loved that. They we found that they found their tribe. They found their, where they belonged in Oslo. They looked forward to coming to to me. And I, I found that with business women in Oslo as well. That, that everyone really looks forward to coming to get together to mm. the meetings to um, find solidarity, find people that are doing the same things. Small entrepreneurs, yeah. or even larger entrepreneurs, um, balancing ideas off. And yeah, I remember the the first time when I uh, joined, or you know just tried, I think I was also researching about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't fully remember, but... I remember you asking lots of questions about it. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah isn't it? Yeah. And then I, I came here, and I don't know, but I was kind of like emotional when I was speaking in front of me. Yes, I know. I, yes. I remember that. That's another thing we ask our um, <laughs> members of, who come to our events to, to pitch their business for two minutes. and. Two minutes isn't, doesn't seem like very long, when you're standing in front of people it can be quite a long time, but we, we also find that, that really, it's really empowering. Yes. It's really empowering to talk about yourself for two minutes, your passions, or what you do. Yeah. Um, and it is emotional. Yeah. And, and also, you know, I've always been passionate about um, entertaining, socialising, organising, always organising people and organising events and connect, I love to connect with people, I always try to connect love connecting different sets of friends and I've made very many introductions to people that have Not worked. Too. So that also ties in with uh, the business with Oslo because it combines that, that passion of uh, yeah. networking. Yeah. Talking about people because one of my challenges, maybe because I'm a bit introvert, um, people, I, I love people but there are times that I want to be on my own because you know, people gives me energy and most of the time they also take yeah, energy from me. Now this is my question, how are you able to, you know, uh, get back that energy? Yeah. I think that uh, as you get older as well um, <laughs> and have more kids, <laughs> they they take priority and they take a lot of your energy. So yeah. you actually just don't have time for people in your life who sap out your energy yeah. or who drain you or who give you negativity. Mm. And you actually have to become a bit more ruthless with uh, not with them, but yeah. with yourself, yes. to to say to yourself, I, I, can't, I can't deal yeah. with this, and to say no more. Yeah. High it. standards with yeah, yeah, Who and then, and, and I think also as as you get older, you you often find yourself saying, and there's so many articles and blogs about this. Um, what would you say to your younger self? And there's yeah. a famous interview that um, Helen Mirren gave for Tatler when she said, when she was asked that question. And she said, I would have told more people to F off. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't say that because I think it's rude to say that. <laughs> Although, of course, I would if I had to. But, um, but I, if you know what, what she means, like yes. you, you wish that you had the courage or t to tell that person no, or just whatever you want Are to say you at that time. Pleaser? I think I have been a people pleaser for, yeah. for many years, yeah. And then you, you, you I think I way no. to... Yeah, I still am. I don't, I don't like to, to upset people or disappoint people if I, if I can help it, but I have got much better at saying no yeah. and, and actually not giving a damn. <laughs> but a 
I think there's, there's ways of detaching yourself, which yeah, which in are, a polite way, <laughs> which are nice, but but ultimately which are nice to you because sometimes if you if you get aggressive or you can actually both make yourself feel bad, and then there's no point. Yes, yes. Then there's no point. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. it's and that you know also I think as you get older you lose more people. Um, I have lost friends my age and younger from cancer and other things, and you also then realise that life's too short. Life's really too short to to mess around with these kind of people and have people that zap energy from you in your life and yeah. so surround yourself by people that make you feel good and. Um, some people say to me, I have so many friends, but um, I do, maybe I do have so many friends, but I really, really only do pick the friends that give me something. Yes. Uh, not in a selfish way, that they have yes, to give yes. me something, but that we give each other something. That, yeah. That there's something worthwhile. Like harmony. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In. yeah. But I also really love people, so I can, you know, some people get, as I've said before, when we've had parties and social events, like, oh my, there's so many people, it's so stressful, how can you talk to everyone? I actually love that. I love meeting so many different people, and I find that I have time. People often say, well, how do you, you, you find time for everyone? You manage to talk to everyone, you manage to make everyone feel good. And, but I really relish it, and, and I also glad to have that done back to me as well. I, I appreciate it. Yes. I know that it's a really nice thing. I think my first impression to you is that you're very, um, like, well-mannered person and very and, and very kind. Indian, Anglo, everyday. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and very kind, down to it. That yes. Yeah, I that probably comes from my mother. She was very kind, extremely kind to everyone, and especially to her children. She was not a shouty mother. She was very patient, very encouraging, especially to me, her daughter. I think she having a. Um, I know that you're going to ask me about some of my influences, and I know she's yeah. one of she's definitely one of them. I think having a, a daughter first, and knowing she's uh, you know being an Indian woman, knowing a lot of adversity that she grew up with, and maybe sexism in India, of course, in her time, she didn't want any of that to happen to me. But of course, it was going to happen. But then she gave me the tools and resources to, to deal with it, mm -hmm. and advice, and really encouraged me um, from a young age to be independent and to really have a good career to be financially independent and mentally independent mm -hmm. so that I could just do exactly what I wanted and not be pressurised into being getting married or anything like that. So you look so up to her... I never felt any of those things growing up. In my teenage years or in my 20s I never felt pressurised. I had friends getting married in their early 20s and I didn't feel the need to to follow. That's really nice. Mm. That's really nice. Even though, you know, it's my right. Indian relatives are probably like, oh, what is she doing? I'm just going to be lost. Yeah. And you do that as well uh, now that you're a mother, right? With your children? Yeah, I got, even with the boys, you know, definitely um, try to instill some independence in them, respect for other people. And with Pierre, I will definitely, uh, I mean, I try to always empower her um, with, with uh, the way we play, the way we talk. Um, and she seems to be extremely confident. So that's. Something is working. Yeah. So I think you you're able to um, manage the career and you know being a mother um, as well because uh, many people say that oh if you're if you're focusing so much on your career you will miss some part of your life. Right? I think I think there's you have there's compromise because when I think about how much and how hard I worked mm -hmm. before I had kids. Would never be able to sustain that. Mm -hmm. 
No, I, I yeah. mean, when I was teaching, I was preparing uh, things until three o'clock in the morning, um, waking up really early. Uh, there was there were some years where I worked six days a week on Saturdays too. Um, no, I mean it's it's yeah. you have some things have to, have yeah. to go. Or you know, I had an au pair from when the twins were born, and that really helped because mm. um, it helped me to then spend more time with the kids. Yes. That's the main yes, aim. Yes. I never yeah. wanted to really miss out on, on them. Um, so either the laundry and the cleaning doesn't get done or you have help to do it. Yes. So for yeah. me, that was the priority was to, to have some help to do those things, to spend more time with the kids. And when you, when you have twins, especially when you have three kids who are all small, they all need attention. It's not easy. Yes, for all yes. so the reason why I, I decided to be my own boss is to give time to my to my family and when I was starting when I was learning I get so I don't know if it's obsessed but it's nearly there like I really practice a lot and then even on the weekends and my my daughter's there wants to play and I would be like later you know yeah and then and you never get that time back yes well that's what you and I think when you, when you ha when you have your second child, you'll realise actually how much time you had with your first child. Yes. Because they're just one, and yes. then you have to divide it between two. Yeah. It becomes, then it, become, it becomes more difficult the more you know, the more kids you have to yeah. give them attention. And I remember my friend once said to me, she um, she's an accountant, and one of her employees came to her, pregnant and then worried about mm -hmm. her getting her job back mm -hmm. afterwards, and she reassured her and said, you know, when you're on your deathbed. What will you remember? Will you remember the great deal that you did, the great client that you got, the wonderful calligraphy you did, or you know the the number of patients you treated, or will you remember the time you had with your children? Yes. You travelled. You had moments together. You, uh, you know. Yeah, that is why I was. What What will you What will you sit and reminisce about? And I think nobody reminisces on their death. Yes, about that's that true. Deal, patient. <laughs> It's always about family. That is why or places you've been to in the world. Yeah. So I'm 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 glad that you mentioned, you know, how you are as a as a, as a mother to your, your children and your mother to you and your yeah. you know, your your thoughts about your mother and, and I think that's I needed to hear that as well. Good. This is why I do this because yeah. I, I want to learn from the people. Um, but I also love listening to your, uh, your dedication to your calligraphy because <laughs> it's such a disciplined thing. And I, you know, dentistry is very disciplined too when you're mm -hmm. at dental school for five years learning and then you put it into practice. It's something that really takes your focus all day. Um, you know, the, the patients you've got to go and you might have got to talk to them to analyse each x-ray. It's quite a lot of focused. Um, and it does take away some, some of your, you know, it takes your energy. Yes. And then you have to be kind to yourself, you have to give back, you yeah, have to, yeah. I, mean, when, I mean, when I was a dentist running around all over the place, going out every night, you know, my twenties, uh, there was nothing about self-care. No, no, <laughs> There was no. nothing about, you yeah. must like, you know, have a tea and take a face pack, and of course there were gyms and spas, but there were, it wasn't so focused on that, but, and, but maybe when you're younger, it's not, it's always important, but it's not as important, but as you get older, definitely you, you have to take some time out for yourself, and um, and also when you take time out for yourself, you reassess. 
Yes. We assess what your values, your goals are, what your yeah. needs are, and what you what yeah. you need to you do put that. Do, you, do you write your, your assessments? Or? I do, actually. I've always kept a diary from the age of 10. I've had a few breaks here and there, mm-hmm. but I've got back into journaling. I ran a workshop with Greta Solomon, a very good friend of mine, and um, I helped crowdfund her book, Journal, journal Your Way to Happiness, and that actually brought it back, the whole joy of keeping a journal. Because it, also, if you're a writer, just by writing a journal for 10, 15 minutes in the morning, it's got you writing for the day. So you've already sort of started. And then just keeping a journal, especially with going back to read it, is uh, yeah. wonderful. Or just writing morning pages, it's called, yes. where you just write anything. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a journal. What I do, I, I write before I sleep because I notice when I don't do that and then I wake up in the middle of the night to go to, to pee or whatever. Yeah. I just think, I overthink. Yeah. And then I won't be able to sleep maybe two, two to three hours. Okay. So I need to write all my worries because that's me, I'm a worrier. Yeah, but yes, but I think that's, and I, I suppose it doesn't really matter if you do it last thing at mm-hmm. night or, yeah. or in the morning, but that but writing is so healing. Yeah, it, it really is. gets things out. If, you know, and if, if I'm frustrated with anything to do with the children or um, you know my life or anything or the whole COVID situation, that's why I started writing poetry yes. when about poems about COVID when it all kicked in and set up the All the Worlds a Poem project. Uh, poetry project for people to hand in because I thought if I'm writing poems about COVID I'm sure other people are writing stuff and if they're not I'm going to encourage them to, to write something and then they just kept flooding in and people were putting down all their thoughts about COVID, about their anxieties, about what's going on in their lives about their worries because you know the whole world has been in a state of worry and um, that was actually very healing I'm still writing poems about yeah. COVID and I find that very therapeutic and very healing yeah. and, and I'm really excited about the, the book Oh, uh, I'm excited too. Have to get but, it going. Yes, I, I was about to ask you how do you deal with with challenges, but this is one of how you deal with with challenges. Then you, you write. And I've always been writing, and yeah. I've, even if it's been nonsense, yeah, I didn't actually think about it so much until, um, you know, it's all been very trendy to to, to write to feel yeah. it down and everything. But then I realised I've actually always been doing that. Yeah, because especially I think. As a teenager, I, I'm horrified when I read back my diaries <laughs> as a teenager. But they were my feelings and thoughts at the time. <laughs> and I kept a diary every day uh, when I went travelling, backpacking on the je- trip I met John, and he wrote one too. So that's actually very interesting, interesting reading to go back to those days when we first met to see exactly how we felt about each other. Do you read it together? Um, <laughs> I, think, I think we have read them. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, now we together. 23 years, I yes. guess, we don't have no yeah. secrets about that part. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's cute. And, um, yeah, so uh, for you that is the most useful tool. Um, I think it is. I think um, I like meditation as well. It's quite um, relaxing. I need to get into it a little bit more. but. Um, Meditation, relaxing, deep breathing, yoga I love, so that often goes together with the meditation because I can do it very slow yoga, so there's lots of breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing, there are two ways for me to switch off or to refocus or to just get everything out. Um, 
running, I'm not so into it, but I try, I do work, try to work out at least twice a week, and skipping I like, because there's in one spot and you can just skip and you can just uh, let your whole uh, mind just flow off somewhere else while you're skipping. And, you can, and doing outside is wonderful because you get the air. Uh, yeah. And what was your, do you have some kind of goals for, you know, for, for business women or anything? Yeah, I think for business women also we would like to perhaps grow a little bit and um, have a few more workshops and um, when things get back to normal, of course, this year has been very hard. Yes, and, yes, and yes. Things gone online, but um, have a few more. So we would like to have like a, a nomination uh, sort of ceremony for our, for our members um, to acknowledge our members. Do some more collaborations, um, definitely. But so those are sort of the short-termish kind of goals. Yes. Um, we we realise one goal just to to revise our membership scheme, our membership uh, scheme, which we did. So we want to evaluate that at, at the end of next year and see how that's gone. Yes. Um, so there are a few things in the pipeline. And then outside of the business, I want to complete my writing. I want to you know, get yes. my novel finished. I'm working very hard on that for next year, taking mm -hmm. lots of courses and trying to implement deadlines for myself. I'm very good at procrastinating. People <laughs> don't think that I procrastinate, but I really do. I think morning routines are quite important to, especially when you have kids and there's chaos. Yes. Um, a morning routine just just grounds you and it just sets you up for the day. And it's you know whatever time you start your morning, it's nine o'clock. You've already completed half your morning routine. You're ready to start get on with your day. And I think it gives you such an, a sense of accomplishment. Someone said to me once, just make your bed in the morning. If you make your bed, you've already achieved something. This is what I'm trying to say to the children. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. You've, just, you've achieved something already when you've Was made it your bed. It looks year. good. So I think this year or last year that I told myself, okay, from now on I will do the bed because it's always my husband who did the bed. Oh. <laughs> so I said, okay, I will be the one who doing the bed in the morning. And I think I didn't skip it, or if I did, I go back and then you know fix it. Yeah. You know, because it's like, hey, remember you should do the bed. It's just some kind of commitment. I just want to be committed to myself, because I have this story about myself telling myself that oh, I'm the one that begins something and don't finish it. Yeah. I'm I'm a procrastinator. I I easily get bored. You know, I tell this story that I believe for many many years. And I try to, you know, to, to break that yeah. um, beliefs because um, that's not true. Yeah, and <laughs> we all have these limiting beliefs about each other, about yes. not each other, sorry, about ourselves, that we can't do, we can't do this. I can't write, for, for years I thought, I can't write a novel. I just can't, I can write short stories, I can write poetry, I can write CVs for people, or all my whole life I've been writing my friends' CVs and letters for them for jobs, and mm -hmm. because I, I can write, I can write in quite yeah. nice, Correct English. Then I know who to call. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never, I've always thought I can't write a novel. And then yeah. suddenly, just you know, I don't know if it was a light bulb moment or about I don't know how many years ago. Maybe challenged yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. I just looked, looked at all the books on my shelf and, and thought, of all and then the bookshops, all these people can write novels. I can write one because yes. I can write. Yeah. So if so, I've, of course it's taken a while. And, 
all the procrastination and the baby and yeah. starting all the business and um, I, I, but it's always that's the thing it's always this is these are my it's, it's always these things that have put it off but now no mm. now these these children and things and tidying the house and moving country they're not going to be excuses anymore yes but now the writing will be the excuse yeah. for not cleaning the house not picking up your not taking yes. your kid to gymnastics not doing the, that will, yes you know prioritize uh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's just a way of rethinking everything yeah they said the the best trick is to tell yourself it's just fine it's just maybe you will tell yourself just a hundred words and then later yeah. on you're like you know yeah so many words in there so yeah it's like for example with my calligraphy i'll just say okay i'll just do this for 15 minutes a friend of me told me that and i was like that's actually a really good idea yeah, but i will trick myself it's just 15 minutes and then suddenly you've done it all yes yeah so, well, that's a good idea I'm yeah thank you alina <laughs> that's her <her> name <laughs> yeah. so we'll do that and yes uh, i think we have talked some juicy stuff i mean yeah. useful uh, this is what my my channel is all about i want to learn from the people you know uh, usually I, I really want to talk to people that are into you know um, maybe self what do you call this not like a, a businesswoman or you know a, a self um who's self-employed yes self-employed yeah. where you you do it yourself yeah from the ground and because i i never thought that i will be this person who wants to be my own boss, yeah. you know? I have just, as long as I'm, I'm employed, but then I realized it's not my personality. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm okay being employed, you know? Like, I, I follow the rules and stuff, but it's always nice, nice to be your own boss. It is. But... To have control of your own, your own time, what you're doing, your own finances, your, yes. your own taxes, yeah. I mean, just everything. It's yes. just so much better. But that's not for everyone, and, and people. No, yes, yes, And I've had uh, jobs, of course, I've been employed as well in universities teaching. They are employed jobs, and they've it's also been wonderful. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, it's not like, oh, I I want to be my own boss, and you expect that will happen right away next year, right? I I, there's steps and challenges and you know blocks and and bumps in the road and. These parts, I, I, I want to learn this from you, know, from you or other people that I talk to in order for me to be reminding myself that it's okay to feel discouraged yeah. at this moment. I also think that there's certain, you know, like you evolve, so there are certain stages in your life when then you're ready to become self-employed or become your own boss or start your own business. And what I have seen with businesswomen Oslo and also with myself, is uh, especially here in Oslo, is that when people have moved here, with their husband's job mainly, or they have moved, they've had their own job, but then they've had a child. Suddenly things change, your life changes, and you think, I can't go back to that career. Um, that's gone now, I have to do something else. And um, the reason that we also love to have our business women also networking meetings in their home is because so many businesses are born from the kitchen table. Yeah, they're born out Over of the idea. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table, coming up with ideas, and so and many people run their business from home. We all, so many of our members are running catering, who are running um, 
making things, um, coaching businesses, they're all running from their business from home, they need an office, and of course running a business from home saves on lots of uh, overheads yes. and costs. So we always think that having our events in a home, in a home environment, is where it all started, is where business ideas come from. Yes. So it's bringing everything yeah. back and, and it makes everything a bit more intimate. And, um, yeah. Well, we, uh, where did you start? I think, yeah, actually, yes, in our kitchen table as well. Yeah. I practice in our right kitchen table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, so, um, that's right. But I, but I like, but that's what I love. I love all the details about, um, about running a business, about part of the business. Not, Everything is not just about earning money. It's all. It's about the small details of how, like you have it in a home, um, the kind of food you serve, yes. food that's nutritious, food that energizes the soul, that nourishes the soul. That, so now we don't have any meat. It's all vegetarian. It's all it's mainly gluten free. No, no sugar. And also being a dentist, I'm very focused on that. It's the small details of all the events that that make uh, that make people inspired. Make people want to come back. I think, and also the fact that uh, Antonietta and I are uh, very much people connectors, and um, as well, I think that people don't feel intimidated when they come. Yes. Especially when it's not when you enter somewhere for the first time as a new person, it can be a little bit daunting. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> most people don't have, have never found it to be uncomfortable. Yeah. They always have a good I mean, experience. the first time that I came here, a bit, I'm always a bit shy, but when I was able to really talk to you and the other girls, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's comfort. Yeah. And also, you know, I, I'm just a champion of women. When I was a dentist, I, I saw myself how important it was to, to be a woman, especially a woman of, of colour in London, uh, to be strong and to be empowered, to, to have your own money, to have your own business, as it were, being self-employed. Um, and I wanted, you know, I that all women should be like that. And so now if I need to, and so businesswomen also is also because of supporting those businesses. If I want a personal trainer, if I want a, a cake maker, if I want a, a silk shirt, I'm going to go to all our people that yes. I know make. I'm not, I'm not going to go to Zara and buy one. I'm going to go to a, a friend who lives down the road who, who makes silk clothes. Um, a friend of mine makes knitwear. She's not Oslo based, but she's still a small woman led business. All the caterers that make wonderful cakes. I'm not going to go to Barker Hansen. Yeah. Uh, the chefs that we that yeah. we have for our dinner parties. They're all women who run their own catering services. I'm not going to go to a big restaurant and order from mm. from them because when you when you support a small business, you're supporting a dream. You're supporting a, yes, a livelihood. You're true. making such a difference in that that's that true. woman, especially. Um, and you and you also at the same time make that woman independent and empower her. So. The supporting of small businesses, not not just our events that we're not just our own business, but the actual business of supporting other women is so important for me. Yes, and it's a, like you said, it's a ripple effect if yeah. if they receive, you know, the support and and the encouragement, then they will do that in, in other, you know, exactly. other ways. And then the, the whole ripple effect yeah. of that is that the community is stronger yes. when 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 the woman is strong in the house. Yeah. And it feels empowered. Um, the ripple effect in the community is felt, and the community yeah. is strong. Yeah, I actually yeah. read like things happen, then things get done. Yeah, I actually read a comment about uh, this person. 
about this podcast that I was listening, and she said that you know she changed the way we, you know, they would. Uh, it's not like deal, but it's like stop the competition. We should support yeah. our, you know, co-women. Like all of us women should support each other instead yeah. of you know compete. I mean, it works with men, but the. As women, we need to, you know. Yeah, no, but I agree. There are, there are other networking platforms for, for business women and for uh, inter, in, uh, professional women, um, professional women in international network, and there's so many global women. And um, we don't feel that we need that there should be any competition. Yes. Everyone can, you know, and in a way, it's great. There's so many different platforms for people to join. Um, yes. They have the choice, and they have more opportunities to be empowered. Yes, that can only be a good thing. So we we don't feel that anything is is competition. Um, and I suppose Antoinette and I are very lucky as well that we have careers at the side. Yeah, had careers at the side, so we don't. We this can be a, a really big passion for us, mm-hmm. but it is also a business. It's not mm-hmm. uh, something that we take. Uh, as just purely fun, it is a, yeah. it's a business, but yeah. we, we are very passionate, we do love it. Yes, so. that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's nice to, uh, her, to hear a lot of um, information and your stories and those uh, inspiring um, parts, especially about your mother and you know, you um, doing your poems, uh, writing your poem. And I really enjoyed our talk. Oh, thank you, Rosal. I really did too. Really, it's really nice. I will really enjoy editing this. I don't edit a lot, so you know, if they will see we talk for almost an hour, then that's the way it is. But of course, you know, some people like, can always fast yeah. forward. Uh, yes. Yeah, of course. It's, it's their choice. And but it, it's not an hour, though. No, no, no. It was 25 I minutes. I actually listen to a podcast up to two to three hours yeah, if it's really interesting. interesting. I think well, I'm in like table and okay, I'll continue this tomorrow. Yeah, so I know I like to listen to interesting podcasts. Yes, but I, I hope that I'll, this was interesting. It is. For me. I mean, there 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 are some other people who will be interested. Yeah. I, of course, we won't be able to get hundred percent of the women and men to listen to our to our conversation. Sure, no, but yes. that's not the point. But I can post it on Business Women also as well. Give you some exposure to <laughs> put your YouTube channel at the bottom. <laughs> subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> yeah, but um, again, thank you. You have a cozy home, and um, thank you. yeah, we're always nicer. <laughs> thank you very much. I hope so. Not always, sometimes I can be a bit of a diva, but now really? most of the time. I need like to that. see that part. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Again, this is Frazzle and Maddie. Thank you. Um, yeah, I will just link um, where you can where you can find Maddie um, on social media. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Write a thankful poem. I'm thankful I was born with freedom and rights. 
I'm thankful I was born to parents with intelligent insights. I'm thankful I was given free reign to use my mind. I'm thankful I could plan my own adventurous life right. I'm thankful I was born in a vibrant, big melting pot city. I'm thankful for my family and friends I know I'll have for eternity. I'm thankful I could always play by my own rules. I'm thankful I've never needed to suffer fools. I'm thankful I could explore and read voraciously and write. I'm thankful I could choose my career and set my own high sights. I'm thankful for my independence, my will, no need to conform. I'm thankful I could choose when to marry, have kids and not follow any norms. I'm thankful for my curiosity, opportunity to travel the world. I'm thankful on a round the globe trip, I wrote my story, Boy Meets Girl. I'm thankful on those travels and magically changed my plans. I'm thankful my itinerary swerved and included Vietnam. I'm thankful we were together on the same bus trip in Saigon. And I'm thankful 23 years ago, I found my soulmate, my true Viking one.